So how's your joy tank this morning? Full? Oh, that's good. Anybody empty? We probably got all kinds of tanks in here, right? Well, I don't know what kind of celebrations you've been involved in lately. I mean, in San Antonio, you really don't need a reason to celebrate, right? Fiesta's coming. But is it birthdays? Um, I mean, have there been other kinds of celebrations? We just started a new year, which reminds me, about a year ago, our family went to China to pick up our youngest daughter, Emery. And what was interesting, I mean, that was an incredible experience for us. But when we arrived about a year ago, it was the Chinese New Year, which is about to start again. And it was quite the celebration. I mean, it wasn't a a one and done day like our New Year's. It lasts a week. And really, it lasts a couple of weeks because there's preparation that goes into the week of celebration. And then there's all the final events and activities that happen at the end of the week. So what do the Chinese people celebrate? I mean, people come from all across the country to their home city to be with their family that week. Why do they do that? Well, they do it to look back and really celebrate all the good and productive things that have happened in the past year. And they also look ahead to, you know, what is this new year going to be like? hoping that it'll be a prosperous one. Now, we just do that for a day. I mean, if you roll Christmas and New Year's and all that, it's a little bit longer. But they do it for at least a couple of weeks. And there's a lot that goes into that celebration. We know this because we're going to plan one this year for Emory right here in the United States. And that starts next weekend. So February 7 is when the Chinese New Year begins, and there are lots of preparations to make. We may even start on Friday, for sure by Saturday the 6th. You have to get your house clean and organized. There's food that needs to be bought, getting things prepared. There are festival items, like we have some red lanterns here to show, red lanterns, red decorations, red envelopes that you put money in. Now, Emery has talked to us a lot about this piece of the new year. Um, so she, she's told me, uh, I don't know how many times, that um, when she was in China last year, before we got there, her Chinese foster grandma gave her an envelope with $100 in it. You see, I've explained to her, I don't know how many times, hey, there's an exchange factor. So $100 is $15 US. Got it? She's like, No. It's $100. And I say, no, 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 no. It's $15. No, it's $100. And after we argue a little bit, she finally says, China grandma gave me $100. And then she smiles. (laughs) So we still have to resolve this. But we're going to have a big dinner. We're going to eat fish with the head still on it. There are tasty, sweet dumplings that we're going to eat. Rice and all these Chinese specialties. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to celebrate for an entire week. In fact, her birthday is going to be during that week. And Kyle's birthday is also in February. So it's going to be party time at the Lance's house. We have a lot to celebrate. And you're probably wondering, Dave, what time should we stop by? (laughs) What do you celebrate? I mean, what are the things that you celebrate that bring you joy? New Year's, 
birthdays. I mean, if you're young, you still like to celebrate birthdays. There's a certain point along the way where we, we still get to celebrate them, but we just won't tell anybody how old we are, how many birthdays we've had. Anniversaries, anniversaries, that's a good thing to celebrate. Valentine's Day, it's kind of a, it's coming up, but it's an uneventful kind of forced celebration holiday. Guys are like, oh yeah. Promotions, do you celebrate promotions at work? How about the Spurs winning an NBA championship? I mean, we're our, we got this, there's talk about something that's welling up inside of us as we're hopeful looking toward this season. But what are the meaningful times of celebration that you have? How spread out are they? Well, one of the questions that we need to ask is why is it important for us to celebrate? I mean, why is it so important? Well, studies show us and and tell us, you can read all kinds of things about this, that the more joy you have, the more healthy you are, and the better life is, right? And we know that. I mean, if you've lived in, you know, down in the dumps, you feel like life is blah, you're frustrated, life is more difficult without joy. Now, studies also show that even smiling creates joy within us. Not the fake smile that you just kind of give people. I mean, you can try to fake it, but nothing happens inside of us when you fake it because that only affects the muscles around your mouth. But when your whole face engages, when your eyes get involved, it connects with your brain and there's a dopamine release. And then it starts this cycle, this positive cycle where we feel better because we all need joy. So what's the problem? Well, I think the problem for most of us is we don't celebrate enough, right? I mean, think about our lives. We get moving so fast and we're working on stuff and we're trying to accomplish this and we're setting goals. I mean, that's part of what we're doing this beginning of the year, even as we talk about relationship with God. And it was, what is, what is God doing in our lives? What's our plan look like? And we get going and going and going, and we don't celebrate the small wins that we have. Now, there's something very interesting. I love, this is great feedback. There's something very interesting about this. There's been studies on this as well. Human beings, we need progress. Progress actually stirs something inside of us, this sense of joy and happiness, that something is happening, changing for the good in our lives. And so that means that you and I, we need to celebrate small things, small wins. I mean, why do you think our kids, when they come home from school, they bring their homework, and the first thing they do is bring it to mom or dad, and they say, look, I got a hundred. I got a 90, and we're like, great job, good work. Immediate celebration. And you and I as adults, we're like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're old, and we've been around, and we've had, you know. We need celebration. We need that same uh, sense of accomplishment because it creates joy inside of us. Okay, so what about God? What about in our relationship with God? Does he want us to be joyful? Yes, As we read the scriptures, we see that God is filled with joy and he wants his people to have joy. In fact, he designed us to celebrate. 
And what if celebration is essential to our spiritual growth? What if celebration is an important, essential part of the progress that you and I make in our relationship with God? Well, as we're reading Nehemiah, if you're here for the first time today, that's okay. We've been looking at the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament throughout January. And Nehemiah, he had this this great vision as he was calling God's people Israel to a, a, a new day and to a new project. And so he shared the vision and he gathered everybody together and they got organized and they got focused to work on this project. They were rebuilding the walls around the city of Jerusalem. They experienced long and difficult days. There was significant opposition. But finally, after 52 days, the wall around Jerusalem was rebuilt. So think about that. They'd been working day after day after day, long days from light to dark. They were exhausted, but it was a huge accomplishment. They had made significant progress. And that meant that the exile was over. They had come back to Jerusalem. They'd been away from the presence of God for many years. They were back. God's city was being rebuilt and there was hope. So what did Nehemiah want the people to do? There were two things, two things that he wanted them to do. First, everybody was going to gather together and they were going to hear and listen to the word of God. The words of God read from the laws of Moses. That was the first thing. And the second thing they were going to do was they were going to celebrate their accomplishment. So here's what happened. Gathers everybody together and they're at one of the city gates that's now complete. And Ezra, who is the priest and teacher of the law of Moses, he, he steps up with the word of God and he begins to read on the first day of the seventh month. Now, this is very important. Just kind of store it away in your head. It's the first day of the seventh month. That's basically September, October. It's, it's the fall. It's harvest time. And it says in the text that Ezra praised God and, and, and basically said, hey, everybody, look at what God has done as we've completed this wall. And everybody's like, amen, it's true. God is present here. And here's what we read in the text. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites were instructing the people and said, and he said to them all, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep today for all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Now, why is that? Why would they be in tears as they're listening to God's word? Well, they'd been in exile. For decades, they'd been away from the presence of God because in that time, God was present in the temple in Jerusalem. And because of their ancestors' sin, their rebellion against God's ways, that's how they'd ended up far from God. And so they were struck to the heart with grief and sadness on what they'd been missing out on because they hadn't heard the words of God. They didn't have a Bible to look at. And all of a sudden, they're hearing God's words read for probably the first time in their lives. They'd heard the stories, you know, through their moms and dads and their gramps, grandpa, uh, grand, grandparents and ancestors, but they're hearing the words of God themselves. And so there was repentance. And repentance simply means dependence on God, 
That's where joy truly begins for us. And yet Ezra was saying, hey, we don't need to weep right now because God is showing us that those hard days are over. The exile is done. Progress is being made. A new day has come. So listen to what Nehemiah says as he continues. He says, Go and enjoy the choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What's Nehemiah saying? He said, we're going to have a party today. God is present with us. Yes, let's listen to his words. We need our lives to be framed by his words. But today we celebrate because God is at work in our lives. We're making progress and we need to have a party. So repentance equals dependence. We need to be dependent on God, but when we're dependent, there should be joy. And God was present with them and they had to mark it. Nehemiah said, we have to mark this. Now, let's just take a a time out of pause. Over the last month, uh, we've been talking about Nehemiah. We've been talking about, you know, what is for, for us, what is God saying to us about our lives? You know, what, what is his vision for us? What does he want us to be a part of? How can we grow? What does our plan need to look like in relationship with God? And um, I don't know how that's going for you. You may you know, still be trying to figure it out. You might have your plan kind of down there. You know, you're, you're starting to, to pray more often. You know, that's been one of our commitments too. Let's pray over the next 40 days. Um, maybe you're reading scripture um, a little bit more often. I want you to stop. And I want you to find some step that you've taken and celebrate it. I want you to think about your relationship with God. I don't care how small the step was or how insignif- insignificant it may seem to you. Celebrate it. You know what that means? As you think about your relationship with God, that means you can smile. What is that thing in your life? Go ahead. It's okay. You can smile. You can smile. What is that step? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's what God's people were beginning to to take in with Nehemiah and with Ezra as they celebrated. Look what God has done. And now, as the people of God in this city that's being restored, we can have hope and expectation that God's going to continue to lead us and show us the way forward. Um, you know, many times when we do celebrate, it's short-lived. It's just a moment, right? It might be an evening. Maybe it's a day. But it's short-lived. And God doesn't celebrate that way. He doesn't want it to be short-lived. He doesn't want it to be forgotten. He wants us to, to kind of take it in and to soak it in. Now, check this out. As Nehemiah and Ezra were communicating with the people, listen to what happened. I mean, they went away and they celebrated. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but they noticed something else as the law was being read to them. Listen to this. So remember, it's the seventh month the first day of the month. And here's uh, the next part. On the second day of the month, 
the heads of all the families, this is after the party, along with the priests and the Levites, they gathered around Ezra the teacher to give their attention to the words of the law. They found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded through Moses, that the Israelites, so this is many, many years ago, were to live in temporary shelters during the festival of the seventh month, and that they should proclaim this word and spread it throughout their towns in Jerusalem. And the text continues. So they're hearing this, and all of a sudden they say, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. So the people, they went out, they heard this word, they, the people went out and they brought back branches and they built themselves temporary shelters on their roofs, in their courtyards, in the courts of the house of God, and in the square by the water gate, and one by the gate of Ephraim. And the whole company that had returned from exile built temporary shelters and lived in them. From the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, that's a thousand years before they were hearing these words, the Israelites had not celebrated like this. And listen to this, their joy was very great. Okay, so what's happening here? Well, Ezra was reading about a celebration that God had given his people hundreds of years ago. And it was a celebration, it was a festival called the Festival of Tabernacles or Booths. And when they heard about this, they said, you know what, we have to do this. You know what that meant? Um, It wasn't just a one-day celebration. It was going to be a week-long celebration of what God was doing in their lives. So they went out and they made tents. Why is that? I mean, do we have any campers out there? You're like, yes, I knew it was in the Bible that camping is a really good thing. Right? When When you go out to celebrate, you shouldn't go to the Marriott or Disney. You should go camping. All right, so that's not what's significant. It was a festival. Now, why did they build these structures? We'll talk about that in a second. But it was the seventh month. It was harvest time. And it was a time where the people were to celebrate, look what God has done in this past year as we're bringing in the harvest. We're so grateful. We're filled with joy because we have all these resources and we know where they come from. It's not because of our hard work. It's not because we're so smart. It's because God has provided for us. And in that, it even went back farther to when God, at the very beginning of the Old Testament, as the the people of God left Egypt and they were in the, the desert or in the wilderness for 40 years, they were in tabernacles. They were in these tents. They had temporary housing. They didn't have a place because they were going to a new land. And when this celebration happened, the people were to look back and remember that God was always the one who provided for them. A week-long celebration. Do you know what the festival of booths or tabernacles means? We have a picture here. I want to show you what it looks like. It means uh, a time of celebration, a time of praise, a time of dancing. And this is what the, uh, the, the people of Israel would build. And even though they had houses now again, they would live in these temporary structures because it reminded them that God was the source of their joy. God was the the source of all the good things they had. And they celebrated. They didn't miss it. Day after day for a week, they listened to the word of God 
and they drank, and they ate, and they enjoyed God's goodness. You know, it's interesting, in the days of Jesus, so hundreds of years later, when Jesus was on the earth, uh, one of the times that he was out teaching, it was during this festival, the festival of tabernacles or booths. And it says on the last and the greatest day of, the, of, of that uh, uh, festival, Jesus stood up. And he, you know, so he's got everybody's attention. Everybody's been celebrating for a week. They've been living in these temporary uh, uh, you know, houses. And he says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And what Jesus was saying is, hey, look to me. Everybody look to me. I'm the one that God has sent. When you believe in me, when you have relationship with me, God is present with you. In fact, Jesus was saying, you now become a tabernacle of God's presence where God will be with you and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Now, this is so important for us because if we're going to have joy, if we're going to be growing and making progress in our relationship with, with God, Jesus is the one that we learn to spend time with, that we learn to, um, to interact with, that we learn to lean on and ask for his strength, for his grace, for his goodness. Um, so parties. Can we talk about parties for a minute? Because I think this is important for us. You see, I like the idea of week-long parties. I think that's a really awesome thing. Now, we're planning this, this Chinese New Year celebration with Emmy, and it's, uh, I don't know how we're going to do it with school and everything else, but there's going to be a sense of celebration every day. Now, are we just celebrating Emery's Chinese heritage? No. That's a very small piece of it. We're celebrating God's goodness to us and his gift of Emery to be a part of our family. We are celebrating who she is, her life, the joy that she brings us, what God is beginning to do in her heart as I mean, one, she feels uh, a part of our family. She you know, receives our love and she gives love back to us. And she's beginning to, to look to Jesus and, and really uh, you know, want to experience more of what it means to follow Jesus on a daily basis. And because of all these things, as we celebrate, we're going to be able to smile. There's going to be lots of joy. We, she brings us joy. But you know what? You need to have that joy and that time of celebration as well. And so I'm going to ask you a few questions. The first is, who in your life reminds you of God? Think of a person in your life that just as you think about them, a sense of joy begins to rise in your heart and you begin to smile. You know, you may want to call that person. You may want to get together with that person. And then I want you to think about what are these small steps that you've been taking? These small steps where you're making progress in relationship with God and becoming the person that God wants you to be. 
Remember, Jesus is the one who shows us the way, but every day there are small things that you and I need to recognize and we need to celebrate. So I don't know what it is for you. I mean, remember, these are simple things. Like maybe you've started to pray on a daily basis. You need to celebrate that. You know, maybe you were um, at, at work or you were with some friends and, and they were starting to gossip uh, about somebody else or, or, you know, something that was going on. And you decided, I'm not going to participate in that. I don't want to say anything negative or be drawn into, neg- into the negativity. That's a step. That's a step of faith. Maybe you were in a situation at home or in a, a, rela- you know, a relationship with somebody else and and, and uh, I mean, it was, I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing where you just explode with anger or you, you're, you're ready just to say, okay, you know, I don't like that. And instead you stopped yourself and you calmed yourself and you said, God, give me strength right now. Help me not to react, but to bring peace to this situation. That's something to celebrate. Maybe you noticed somebody, somebody that was hurting or somebody that had a need, and you did something about it. You need to celebrate that. That's God's work in you, and we should be filled with a sense of joy when that happens. Here's what I want you to do this week, and really for us as a community to do together. I want you for the next week to celebrate. Think of this as a week of celebration. All right? You don't have to go into your backyard and build a tent. I mean, you can if you want to. You don't have to create some temporary structure. But maybe there, there is a space that you want to be that, that place that reminds you that this is a week of celebration. Maybe there's a scripture that you want to go to over and over again this week that reminds you that this is a week of celebration where we're going to look to God because The joy of the Lord is our strength and can be our strength. Um, You know, next week as we meet uh, on uh, next Sunday, we're going to be talking about, it's really Rock Hills 101. We're going to talk about what Rock Hills is about, what our plans are for this year, um, you know, what we believe God has asked us to do and how you can participate, how you can be a part of it. Um, So we're going to do some celebrating even into next Sunday. But this week is a time for you to celebrate. And it, it starts today. Hopefully it's beginning right now as you think about, okay, here are some things, some small wins that I need to pay attention to. Here's something good in my life that I want to not just miss or say, yay, I'm happy about that, but say, I need to celebrate this. Well, we can start the celebration right after church at Biggs. Think of Biggs as kind of the first booth of our celebration this week, an outdoor environment, live music, hamburgers, salad, chicken tenders, whatever you like, and an opportunity for us to come together and share what God is doing in our lives. Um, It's going to be fun. It's a beautiful day, and I hope that you can be there with us. Um, So pray with me. We're going to go into time of communion uh, pray with me as we enter this, uh, this time. God, we know that you're here. Um, we're glad that you're a God who celebrates, that it's not some human invention, that this is your idea, God, 
And it's critical for us as we walk each day on earth to find little things, small things that we can note, that we can mark, and that we can celebrate. God, give us joy in that. And Jesus, we're so grateful that you came because we are thirsty. We're hungry for more of you. And we pray that you'll meet us and you'll speak to our hearts. And we pray this in Christ. Amen.